0: their songwriting techniques, and occasionally getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. Welcome to episode 133. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is L.A.B. The reggae and soul 5 piece from New Zealand are about to embark on their first Australian tour in years, after having released their fifth studio record last year, entitled 5. In today's episode, we're speaking with frontman Joel about the ever-evolving sound of the band, Touring in New Zealand and the music of Eric Clapton. Here we go. Our guest today is the frontman for one of the most popular bands in New Zealand right now. Combining reggae with genres like soul, folk, and hip hop, they've continued to see their fan base grow throughout the pandemic and are touring Australia next month. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours the frontman for LAB, Joel Shadbolt. Hello, how are we? Good, man. Good, thanks. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Uh, where Where are you joining us from?
1: Uh, so we're in in, the, in Tauranga, which is east coast of the North Island in the Bay of Pliny in New Zealand. So, uh, yeah,
0: this is home. Beautiful. It seems that um, there's a lot of good. We've spoken to a lot of different New Zealand artists lately in the last month or so. I feel like 2022 is kind of the year of the, uh, the NZ artists because there's just so many quality bands coming out of there at the moment.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've been stuck here uh, for two years writing lots of music. I think we're not the (laughs) only band that have um, had a lot of time on their hands in regards to, you know, uh, yeah, not being able to tour. So being creative and, and whatnot. And, I mean, still been able to play shows, but I, I would say, yeah, there's been a lot of creativity been going on
0: in the last couple of years. Yeah, hundred percent. The um, the creativity that you, you're talking about, I feel like, yeah, you, especially yourselves for Lab, you haven't wasted it. I know that um, late last year you released the fifth studio record from the band, which is I'm going to say it's five or it's V, it's the Roman numeral for yeah, five. Yeah,
1: five. <laughs> yeah, that's the one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and it went straight to number one. Congratulations.
1: Thanks, man. Yeah, no, it's been a real interesting journey, you know, like uh, being a, I suppose, a, a successful band in, in, a, in a pandemic because something that we'll look back on in 20 years and go, far out, that was, that was a ride. <laughs> but um, You know, like, I guess you play an album, you go on tour, you play, an, you, sorry, you record an album and then you go on the road and we, that whole kind of um, framework has been kind of altered because of COVID and we wouldn't have been able to finish five albums in five years if it wasn't for COVID. So I kind of, um, we have a lot, unlike a lot of people, we have a lot to think when it comes to the pandemic because it's, it's really helped LAB. Um, even on a, on a, a gigging level, we've been able to still get shows in and, you know, dodge the bullet in regards to lockdowns and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's I don't know. There's there must be some kind of special uh, angel watching over the band or something because every time it's like, <laughs> oh, there must be a lockdown coming because Lab is about to go on tour and it's you know people started it, joking <laughs> me about it. Um, but yeah, no, it's been crazy, man. The last two or three years, really, basically since we we released our third album uh, within the Air, which took off, and that was pre. COVID and during COVID the band blew up, you know, it's just like,
0: yeah. It is, yeah, I imagine it's quite, as you've just kind of touched on, it's quite a unique experience because there's not many people that I feel, can, yeah, can walk away and say that the pandemic has almost strengthened their uh, resilience as a band. Yeah. Yeah, for
1: sure. It's um, it's just been one of those things I think we're just uh, – I'd call it luck to a point but I'd say we've we've been on the trajectory for for a while you know and um I think we just used it to our advantage and you know didn't use the pandemic as an excuse um and just put our heads down and kept working you know did what we could
0: yeah mm. yeah 100% well what the results of of how as you just said what, what you could do the results are fantastic the new album um is Great! It is uh, a like a a step forward. I would almost say like a growth in or evolution, maybe in sound for the band. I know that it kind of still keeps its classic lab um, sonic palette, but there's there's touches of country, folk, uh, hip hop. Hmm. I think um what was it? Under the Sun then goes into um, the King's song was. uh, yeah, real ones. Yeah, yeah, with real ones, yeah. And it's just like, it. it, it yeah, it, it's an incredible record. With, I guess, evolving that sound, when you guys sit down to make a new record, is that discussed that you guys want to kind of keep pushing different sonic palettes?
1: Yeah, I, I guess it's, uh, we, we kind of talk about it to a point, but we basically, since album three, we've gone into the studio and just... Um, uh, put a blank it's basically a blank canvas man we we used to go down and do a lot of pre-production and a lot of you know rehearsing at uh back here in the bay of plenty we go down to wellington down to the capital to record and um you know in the past it's been you know we've got songs in the bag that we kind of take down there they're already roughly recorded at home um we did that for basically album one and album two but then it was like we want to do a third one and we didn't have much material, we we turned up to the studio and, and just kind of started writing in the studio. So I guess what what happened, which I, I find has been the band's, I guess, strength is, is that we can we can write and record an idea in the studio and, and kind of capture the birth of the song. Whereas a lot of the time, you know, you are recording at home on it and, and writing at home and then you go, OK, let's, get some money together and go to a big studio and do it properly. You know, that's usually how bands do it because um, it costs too much money and, and and creative energy, I suppose, to do it in the studio. But because the band's got a chemistry now, we kind of are lucky enough to be able to rely on that. Um, and and it's hit and miss like anything, you know, Like, but some of the best songs have, that we've ever written have come out like that really in the moment, like, I got an idea, and then you know it just flies from there. And within twenty four hours, you got a song on your hands. It's um, and and you're in a yeah. So I guess um, the, when it comes to the styles of that we write, we don't we don't sit down and be like, all right, we're gonna write a metal song or anything. <laughs> it it kind of just comes out like that. We're like, oh, let's let's try this vibe. Let's try this vibe, and it, and then we bring up references if we want to get certain sonic sounds like reference for example there's a song on the third album called heat which is definitely reminiscent of like the 70s metal sound from like black sabbath and iron maiden so we wanted to create something in that in that world um but then you get something like in the air which you know again that was just a a baseline that brad had come up with that the whole song kind of shaped around that and the song didn't even have a chorus, and it became a number one hit. I mean, it's, it does. It still <laughs> kind of boggles me to this day. How, but again, people are falling in love with the nostalgic, the, the nostalgic sound. I suppose of, of what the song gives them. You know, it's not necessarily the fact that it's a, a recipe song. It's it's more, it's a feeling.
0: You know. I having like a look through the the back catalogue of the of the band. There, there was something about, like, a lot of the music that the band creates that wasn't necessarily... Um hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass yeah, I guess like nostalgic is probably a good word and I don't know quite what it was. It wasn't like this song reminds me specifically of this band or track or whatever, but there is like a a homely feeling to the songs that you guys are creating. Um, and, And as you just said, you've kind of built up this rapport now where you're able to go into the studio and it happens quite naturally. Do you think this has been why you guys are, Maybe not exactly why you've been able to do five records in in uh, in five years, but why the band is such like a I feel like a beast in terms of being able to kind of continually keep putting out good music.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think so. Like, and also having experience in the band like um, Brad and Stu Quarter have both been in uh, the band Quarter, who were, were quite successful and, and still are you know, around, um, in New Zealand and, um, out of from Bla- uh, Blackseed, sorry, he's going to kill me for that. Out of from <laughs> Fire. <Catchafire, laughs> um, you know, the, the boys have all played in, in bands and toured and recorded. So myself and Mihara, who are the, the younger guys in the band, have, are lucky to have people like that around, and you know, around us that have that wealth of knowledge and experience, um, in the industry and, um, yeah, Brad's just one of these guys that he's—he just oozes creativity. He's got ideas for Africa. It's—it's it's unbelievable. Um, being in a room with that guy when he's on his on his vibe and he's creating, he's just—it's—it's it's quite something, quite special. And we—we we all kind of surround him. And and once he starts flying, you know, right, he's on. You know, he's on a certain level. You just jump on the walker and just go for it, man. And. <laughs> um, and that's how, that's how the band kind of rolls. It's really in the moment, really fast, quite intense, creative sessions. And, and that's seems to be how it works. But, um, I think it's yeah a combination of, of, of chemistry, but also experience, you know, of guys that have been around the block in regards to the industry and, um, and know what they want, you know, Brad, Brad's played in quarter and he's, he's had other experiences and ideas where that didn't get used in quarter. So LAB has been that place as a creative and a producer for him to let those ideas out. And he's, he's flying, you know, and he's lucky enough to found the right team and, and it is what it is, you know? Um, so yeah, Brad's definitely a massive part in, in regards to the, uh, the sheer amount of, um, creativity that happens in the band and direction
0: yeah of course the um Mm. it is very exciting because we're getting to i know that lab had a number of australian dates kind of lined up at the start of 2020 and obviously with what's happened in the world that has um been pushed back but uh you guys were still able to play some shows in new zealand and i feel like new zealand yeah was extremely lucky with i think it was the only place for a certain period of time that was having like not just concerts as well, but these huge concerts and mm. and gigs and outdoor shows. Um, yourselves being included on some of those. I think you were playing to fifty thousand at the end of a tour, or it's it's wild. Yeah, we,
1: when um, when the pandemic hit, we we had uh, we were actually playing at WOMAD in New Plymouth, and the following weekend we were meant to play at Homegrown, which is in Wellington, and and the pandemic hit, and it was all it was all over, and then we were locked down for maybe three months or something like that, or co- close to three months, and then we came out of that and did our first, um, did our first kind of sold out arena show uh, in Auckland, and that was, yeah, post-pandemic and post-summer, but in the year it's kind of taken off in that time i remember during that first lockdown i was just doing interview after interviews on tv and all this crazy stuff and it was all happening via zoom I was just like what is happening um, and then yeah we did this show and it was the only, it was the first uh live perfor- oh, yeah it was like the first live event in the world post pandemic uh, other than a donald trump rally that was going on that bugger all people were at <laughs> And I kind of made a joke about it over the microphone, like, I know where I'd rather be, you know, kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, it was it was interesting times. Um, and then, yeah, fast forward to uh, the following summer, which was the summer of 2021, um, we played our first big Mount Smart Stadium show, which was, um, yeah, the first time we'd done an outdoor kind of thing on that level, and that was 17,000, and three weeks ago we did the same thing uh, but at Western Springs which is another outdoor venue in, in Auckland so yeah, the last last three summers in particular but the last two we've been able to kind of take the reins ourselves and a lot of that is to do with the fact there's no international uh, artists touring here and and then also a lot of that is to do with the band's trajectory and the fact that you know we've We've been on a roll just as much as Six Sixty has, and, and and other bands like Fat Freddy's Drop, you know, we've all had this opportunity to play these massive shows because there's no Adele or Ed Sheeran or you know, no one's touring here. So the, there's a big gap in the in the industry. I
0: think I think it can be contributed to that there aren't these big artists as well. But I think some credit is due to 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 you and to the band in that. There is something that's just resonating with the music that people Definitely seem to yeah. really be connecting with.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. I don't think I, I, I give ourselves enough credit, but it is just interesting, like, looking at those stats because um, we got the single of the year, 660 got the album of the year, Like I, was, I think it was last year, or most streamed single, most stream, streamed album, and it was, like, the first time in maybe history or, like, first time in a long time that it you know, a Kiwi artist that outstreamed an international, which was so cool, you know. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, definitely special. But, um, and I, yeah, I think you're right. You know, people really, you know, we get some beautiful messages from fans and on how much our music means to them and that kind of wholesome feeling. And it's become generational, you know. I was just at the petrol station before and this young kid was like, oh, LAB, you know. And it equally, same thing <laughs> happens when I go to the, um, to my, my nan's, you know, retirement village. You know, it's 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 a talk of the town, and it's um, and it's so special to know that our, our music reaches that far. You know.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. There is there is something really nice, I imagine, about being able to connect with we, well, yeah, as you said, multi generational. That it is just something that people can just enjoy, and it doesn't have to be you know a subsection or a genre kind of thing. It can just be. Good music is good music
1: at the end of the day. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: Um, the luck, or we, well not the luck, the, the hard work with all these gigs is now finally, we're finally getting able to see um, LAB over in Australia sometime soon. Uh, I believe there's WOMAD in March. Yep. Here that's in Adelaide. Cool. And then you've got uh, East Coast Tour and Blues Fest as well in April, which is very exciting.
1: Yeah, we've. I mean, man, this has been a long time coming, and um, everything that's happened on in regards to you know the band's success in the last two years. Uh, unfortunately, Australia has had to watch that from afar, or all our fans from there. You know, um but when we first booked that tour in twenty twenty, um, I think we we're selling like you know four or five hundred. Cap kind of venues, and then we quickly had to change that to like two to three thousand cap venues because it just the band <laughs> exploded, and so um, <laughs> there's people that were holding t- they're still holding tickets from from that tour, you know. Which um, thank you guys so much if you're listening because uh, we can't wait to get over there and play for you.
0: It is it is very exciting, and it has been um, having a look at the like the street press or wherever you kind of get your music news. It has been interesting to see, as you mentioned, that when there's a especially during the pandemic, venue changes sometimes have meant, you know, capacity or whatever else, but it has been exciting to see all the new posters come out for the LAB shows. Cause I feel like it is, it's going from a few hundred room capacities to an arena to, you know, yeah. another kind of space, which is just bigger. So it's exciting. And it's very, yeah, it's very exciting to see these kind of, um, well, just, I guess steps for you guys in the band. Yeah.
1: And it's really like, um, you yeah, know, once you kind of get to a certain ceiling in New Zealand, you, you, international is where it's at, you know. And, and you take bands like Fat Freddy's Drop as an example, or even Crowded House with their, you know, cracking it in America. It's like that's the, that's always the goal. You, That's always the benchmark of a, like being able to go to Amsterdam where Freddy's go and play and they, and they play in front of 10,000 people and they're not Kiwis. It's like they've cracked an international market and that's our next goal, you know, is, is to really see how far we can push this
0: yeah of course is there um outside of those australia dates is there i guess much on the horizon in terms of kind of taking it to europe and to the u.s this year
1: yeah not till 2023 is is basically when we're aiming for um just kind of lets this year ride out and focus on australia more we'll probably i would assume we come we'll be coming to australia like on and off between now and um Uh, in even summer we'll be playing some shows in australia i'm I'm assuming um and then obviously we'll do an an aussie tour next year um but we'll be focusing on the states and europe
0: that's very exciting um talking about the the rest of this year i know we're obviously only in february but it does kind of beg the question we have had five albums in the last five years can we expect
1: to see us out another one. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I I think at this stage it's we'll definitely be going in the studio. I'll give you that much. We will be we'll be recording. Um (laughs) uh but I I would yeah, I I don't see a full album coming out this year. I definitely see I see us releasing music this year, but just not a full album.
0: That's very exciting, regardless of whatever kind of vessel that comes to the public in, I'm sure that uh, any new music is always welcome. Yeah, man. Joel, usually we would ask our guests uh, what they're currently listening to. Is there anything at the moment, record, full album, single, EP, whatever it may be, that's kind of taking your fancy?
1: Ooh, what have I been listening to? Um, actually, I've been going down a big Clapton rabbit hole Eric Clapton um he just released the lockdown series that he did um with his band that he's been playing with for years Nathan East on bass Steve Gerd on drums and his original piano player and it's just the four of them in this beautiful like we have a place here that um called Roundhead that um Oh my gosh! What's his name? Neil Finn owns from Crowded House, and it's like a really beautiful setting in the studio. It's got that kind of vibe, and they're all just playing. They're all old boys, you know. They're in their seventies now, or like late sixties, early seventies, and it just—it sounds so. It sounds like you're listening to an old old soul, you know. Just that feeling with you know, if you've been brought up listening to Clapton, like I have, it's you know hearing him from. MTV unplugged in 1991 or 1990, right through to, you know, still doing it. Yeah, obviously the early stuff with Cream as well, but pretty inspiring, you know, seeing an artist like that, still got it at that age, you know, and live in the studio, warts and all. Um, so, yeah, it's really cool. Lockdown Series, it's on uh, YouTube. It's, that's, that's a really good listen if you're a fan of Clapton. Yeah. Um, and Joey Landreth is probably another guy I've been getting right into. He's um, someone I've been listening to for a couple of years. He's a Canadian guitarist uh, and, and singer, really in that sound of like um, Bonnie Raitt, uh, Southern American kind of, you know, Tedeschi Brothers. Uh, sorry, not Tedeschi Brothers, Tedeschi Trucks Band, you know, uh, Derek Trucks and stuff like that. So real bluesy stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's kind of my buzz at the moment,
0: man. Nice. Those are very solid choices. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Joel, thank you very much for your time today. I do appreciate it. Congratulations on the album, Five, and we do look forward to seeing you uh, in Australia when you're here next month and for the following few months.
1: Cool, man. We'll see you at the uh, the show in, in Adelaide.
0: And that's our show. A massive thank you to LAB for their time. 5 is out now and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to see them play on tour over the next few months we also want to give a huge shout out to Stacey at Daydream Nation for helping out with today's interview if you like this show please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released we release new shows each Wednesday and Friday morning and we now have a Patreon which you can find within the show notes of this episode you can follow the playlist profile on Spotify and you can follow us on Instagram Facebook and TikTok